Hello and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin, and this is the podcast where I tell you all about the great things happening in Virginia's Blue Ridge. We're in the western half of the state of Virginia, places like Roanoke, Roanoke County, City of Salem, Botetourt, and Franklin Counties, Botetourt to the north, Franklin County to the south of the city and county of Roanoke, and collectively, we are America's East Coast mountain biking capital. Today, we'll be, talk- we'll be talking all about the Rail Yard Dogs hockey team, and I'll be talking to the Dogs Vice President, Alexandra Martin. So, when you go to a hockey game, of course, you're going for an experience as well as the action on the ice, and the action on the ice is, is great. I mean, we have a high level of hockey here in in Roanoke and in Virginia's Blue Ridge and against the teams that we play, uh, 11 teams all across the South. But of course, when you go to the games, there's like, uh, there's a promotion almost every night, right? Whether it's throwing teddy bears on the ice all at once, maybe an adoptable dog from the Roanoke Valley SPCA, or even maybe just enjoying the nachos and chili or or a hot dog just a great way to take the family and spend a night. And I can tell you from experience over decades that hockey is a big deal here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. The team draws much better than some of the much larger teams that they play in larger cities. So uh, that tells you right there how much Virginia's Blue Ridge is just enthralled with our hockey team. And they just do a fantastic job over at the Berglund Center. And Alexandra, the person we'll be talking to today, is the person who puts the sizzle in the steak as it were. So, you know, everybody likes the steak, but it's the sizzle that attracts you. And everybody likes the hockey, but it's all the other stuff that that really makes it a lot of fun, makes it a great night out. My conversation with her next is here on the Visit VBR podcast. Welcome back to the Visit VBR podcast, and joining me now is Alexandra Martin. She's the vice president of the Rail Yard Dogs hockey team, and they are back and playing in front of people. How does it feel, Alexandra? Yeah, thanks for having me, John. We're so happy to be back in Berglund Center and back having fans to watch uh, hockey in the Roanoke Valley, so we're super excited to see the season off. Yeah, so I, I tell you, uh, COVID just impacted a lot of different things, and, and hockey was one of them. So uh, I, I know that people are excited about having the dogs back on the ice. Yeah, so we um, our last season that we played was, was the 2019-2020 season. Um, and in March, our season actually got cut short, so we missed our last seven home games, which is 25% of our season, just for reference, is how many home games we play in. Um, so that was that was an experience. Um, you know, to cancel a season, um, not only was everybody devastated, fans, players, the front office, but it has real financial implications for an organization. Um, so fast forward to the fall, we totally intended on playing, um, and there were some, some statewide restrictions that affected how many fans we could have in the arena. Um, and so unfortunately, um, we had to make the smart financial decision to not play. So our first game since March of 2020 is 
was October um, just a few weeks ago. So it's been a long time without hockey in the Valley, but we've seen a ton of great support um, and we're back in action and, and we're all just so excited. Well, it's uh, it's awesome because you can just feel the energy on a hockey night. Uh, I happen to work over near the Civic Center, so the Berglund Center. So, uh, you know, it's just it, it you just know that stuff's going on, and it, it always amazes me. The parking lot is is full. Yeah, yeah, and two, just to kind of bounce off of that, you know, we're not the only events that returned. Berglund Center was, you know, shut down and really not doing a whole lot for those eighteen months, just like that, just like us. So I know that they're very grateful that we're able to to have folks back in the building. Yeah. So now the team is uh, what you're about six games into the season right now. Um, And you never haven't even really hit your stride in terms of when most people start thinking about hockey yet. Right. Yeah, correct. So we usually see um, pretty big crowds for the first game or two. Um, And then the holiday season hits and we drop down a little bit. That's pretty normal for us. Um, And then after the new year, um, our attendance really picks back up and, and you see that trend kind of league wide. Um, so that's pretty normal for us. We expect that every year, but we had a packed house on opening night um, and expect to have some good games coming up here as well. Okay. So now the, um, do you have any idea why Roanoke and the, and the Blue Ridge region likes hockey so much? That That's a good question. I have a couple of theories. Um, Hockey has a long, a long-standing tradition here in the Valley. Um, there was a team back in the '60s, and it's kind of been, you know, on and off ever since. Then the team here before us was the Roanoke Express, um, and believe it or not, we still have a lot of the same season ticket holders that the Express did back then. And um, they've been with us now for five years. But when we were selling them season tickets originally, they were like, you know, I sat here with my kids, and I want these same seats. Um, so that, that's a really cool thing. And we see the same families come through. So maybe now it's, you know, grandparents and their grandkids, not, um, just their kids come into hockey games. So, you know, past that, I don't really know, you know, in the wintertime, there's not a ton to do here. Um, you know, you there's, there's stuff to do, but we like to think that we're the only thing to do. <laughs> so, um, we're not competing, you know, with the Fountain Lake or, or that kind of stuff when it warms up. So, uh, we got a pretty good setup going. Right, right. Well, you're kind of a regional attraction, too. You draw from a large geographic area, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, we draw a lot from Roanoke, Benton, Salem. Um, but I will say we have a couple season ticket holders from the Stanton area. We have one from West Virginia, too, believe it or not. So, um, yeah. And I, and I mean, Roanoke is obviously the hub for this area. So it, it just kind of makes sense for the region to travel in for, for hockey. Wow, that's awesome. Now, of course, any minor league sporting enterprise has always got X, Y, Z night. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, you guys come up, you, you're the most creative people in the history of the world when it comes to giving people reasons to come to the game uh, in addition to the game itself. So what, tell me, tell me yeah. about some of the things you got going on this, this uh, season. Yeah. So actually this Saturday we have coming up um, is Jurassic Bark night which is a playoff Jurassic Park. Obviously we'll have a dinosaur mascot there and some other fun stuff, but it's also bring your dog to the arena night. Um, and, and minor league baseball teams do this as well, but um, you have to think of those creative nights to kind of reach out to the, the potential fans, you know, that maybe don't immediately have an interest when you say hockey. 
Right, so we'll do a lot of games that are focused around families. One of our biggest games of the year is Superhero Night. Um, that's usually our biggest biggest crowd of the season. So, um, and and we switch it up. We do costume contests. We have characters some years. It just kind of depends. Um, and then another really fun one that we have is Wiener Dog Races on Ice, and that's a well attended game as well. So, like you said, super creative. I know some teams do uh, baby races. On ice, we haven't done that yet, just for fear of the babies on the ice, but um, it could be in our future, we'll see. Interesting, interesting. So Superhero Night is your biggest night? Yeah, by far. Um, and we we do some ticket specials. Um, we have a Whistler Plumbing and Air Family Four Pack, like that's a big seller. We offer that about once a month for like the, the family games. Um, so yeah, we, we, we put a lot of our efforts into that game because it's usually really well attended. Huh. And, and so is that just where people come dressed up as a superhero? Yeah. Yeah. We get parents dressed up, kids dressed up. We do a costume contest, like I was saying, on the ice. Um, and for, um, you know, kids that maybe have never been to a hockey game, that's a really cool experience. Um, we kind of got to keep them focused, you know, so they're not like playing in the ice because it's something they've never seen before. But yeah, we try to keep it keep it family friendly, family oriented. And, and truly, you get a lot of fans and families that have never been to a game before when you do games like that. And then they come back because they actually really enjoyed the hockey. You know, so you hook them with something that's maybe not hockey oriented and then they come back for the hockey. And, and we've really seen that trend. Right, right, right. So now, so if I'm looking at my calendar and I'm thinking, all right, I want to I want to go to a hockey game or two or three this year. Um, can you give me sort of a, a list looking out throughout the season of where some special event that I, that I might want to choose? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll kind of run through chronologically here. Um, Black Friday, um, we usually have a good crowd that weekend after Thanksgiving. Um, this Black Friday, it's uh, Friday, November 26th, and we're doing a Roanoke Express tribute. So if, if any locals are listening, they definitely will recognize that. That was the team that was here in the 90s. Um, so that should be a good game. Then looking forward to December, we have a teddy bear toss. Have you ever heard of a teddy bear toss before? Yeah, you have. Okay. So um, for anybody that's listening, we ask fans to bring in new teddy bears. And uh, when the dogs score their first goal, all the fans actually throw the bears on the ice. Um, and so then we go and clean up the bears really quickly so that the game can continue. But we'll go and donate that to um, like Carillion any local nonprofits that maybe need um, Christmas gifts for, for kiddos. Um, so that's a good game to look out for. And then um, New Year's Eve is also a pretty big game for us. Um, we, we bump up the puck drop an hour early so families can get out, uh, come out and, and get their kids back at a reasonable hour. Okay, so you actually do it earlier on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. Usually we play at 7.05 and that game's at 6.05. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's good. I would, I was almost thinking, oh, you could bump it back later. So people could be at, you know, all in the arena for the, the ball drop in New York city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We found that uh, that's a big family game as well, like superhero night. So uh, we want to get folks in and out. Okay. And your season goes through what March? Yeah, it's, it's late March, early April. This, this year we actually finish up our regular season. Um, I think it's April 6th. Our last regular season home game is April 2nd. So um, we have we have October to April-ish. Okay. And tell me about the event that you do with the local um, RVSPCA. Yeah, that's a good question. So 
Um, we have partnered up with the Roanoke Valley SPCA and um, Black Dog Salvage actually sponsors this event. So at every home game, the SPCA brings out a dog that's looking to be adopted. And so during one of our media timeouts, the dog comes out in the arena and our promo team um, kind of features the dog on the video board. We read a little bio and then the dog usually hangs out, you know, for at least through first intermission where people can go and see them. Um, and I am proud to say we have never had a dog not get adopted. And we've been doing this for a couple seasons. So we like to feel like we're making an impact and, you know, really our dogs, the dogs, it, it, it's a natural fit. Yeah, that that really is. That's a that's a that's a great idea. Was that your idea? You know, that that started happening before I was kind of working okay. on promos and stuff. So I can't take the credit, but I love it. Everybody loves it. So, yeah, well, that's that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, what does it take to come up with all this stuff and then implement all this stuff and reach out to the community partners and local businesses and sponsors? That's a year round job, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny to me. Sometimes people will ask well, what do you do in the off season? Well, we plan for the season. It is, it is a year round job. Um, so when our season is wrapping up in April ish, that's usually when we get the schedule for the following season. That's not when we put it out to the public. Obviously we have a lot of work to do um, to make sure that it works and we can assign those promo nights. Um, so really we start working on the, the upcoming season before the current season is over. Um, and we continue that planning throughout the summer. Uh, that's a, that's a big sales time for us. Okay, got you. And so let's hear about some of your um, your partnerships with local community businesses. You you mentioned Whistler Plumbing. Who else do you have that's uh, yeah, doing so, a lot of stuff with the dogs? Yeah, I'll talk about Whistler Plumbing and Air first. We um, during COVID, we were obviously keeping in contact with all of our partners, you know, to reassure them that we're not going anywhere. Um, and so when I met with James Whistler over there, I was talking about how we were just talking about business. You know, I wasn't trying to sell them anything. Um, and I said, we're trying to think of ways that we can stay relevant. You know, usually we have players in town um, and that's our community piece. Those are the people that we're taking to do um, community appearances at schools, at, at food banks, that kind of stuff. And I was just kind of talking to him about it. He said, well, why don't we, why doesn't our staff and your staff work together and, and we'll do something like that. So we ended up coming with coming up with do good days. And we took two days to volunteer in the community. Um, fans were able to submit their suggestions of, of local nonprofits that could use an extra hand because um, obviously everybody was struggling at that point in time. Um, and that was a success. And we plan to continue that this year, which will obviously add the players into as well. So that's a fun, a fun thing that we get to do that's not necessarily um, entertaining fans on the ice. Um, another partner that we work with really closely is Haley Toyota. And we do a lot of fun stuff with them. Have you ever seen the series um, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, I think is what it's called? Yes, yes. Yeah. So we uh, we took that and we do this series called Driving with the Dogs. Um, so we'll go over to Haley and our broadcaster, Mitch Stewart. He will get in one of their cars um, and kind of test drive it around town with one of the players. And um, it's, it's kind of like a podcast in the car. We uh, make a video out of it. So that's a fun one as well. Wow. How did I not know about that? <laughs> I don't know. You better be following us. Everywhere. I got to be paying more attention. I, I mean, usually it's something like that. 
just because of my, uh, you know, my, my real job at the TV station, something like that usually comes across my desk at some point, but some that one got by me. So I'm going to have to start paying attention because that is a <laughs> fantastic idea. Yeah, and it's usually pretty entertaining. It's more <laughs> of a relaxed setting. You know, they're driving around town, kind of hanging out. You usually get some good content out of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, you don't do a lot of stuff like on the sports side of the team, right? Like you're the you're the marketing person. You're the you're the public facing aspect of the team. But where do you know? Like just off the top of your head, like where do the players come from? That kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I do. So um, this year, I'll talk about our team a little bit. So this year, we probably had about half of the players had spent time in Ronos before. Um, on our roster and about half were new faces, which is um, awesome. We we want returners, but you can't ever expect it in the minor leagues. So uh, we get a lot from Canada, as you can imagine. Um, a lot from the Northeast, um, the Boston area up there. And then um, we get a lot from Minnesota as well. And so what I always find so interesting is that usually our players know each other before they get here. They've played each other at some point in time. They went to college together something like that, um, which is kind of, kind of neat because they really are coming from all over. Huh. Uh-huh. And so how do you, how does a minor league hockey team recruit players from Minnesota if you're in Roanoke, Virginia? Yeah. So um, probably a better question for a coach, but I know that he does a lot of networking, like the guys that we have on our roster this year he will use them to be like, did you play with this guy at some point, you know, when you were attending college or maybe when you were in Fayetteville last year or whatever? Um, Cause I know that, I know that he relies on them a lot. Um, Cause really his off season, there's not a ton of opportunity to watch people play. Um, Cause most of the hockey is over at this level at that point. Right. Um, so I'm sure he watches a lot of game film as well. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what coaches do. Um, so when you look at how Roanoke is doing compared to as a hockey city compared to the other cities that we compete against, um, how does our attendance rank? Yeah, good question. So um, there's 11 teams in our league. And so, um, so far this year, we're actually sitting pretty at the second in attendance for average attendance, which is awesome. Um, we usually compete with Huntsville Strong every year, Huntsville, Alabama. Um, and then as the season goes on, we'll compete attendance wise with Huntsville, Knoxville, Pensacola, Peoria. Those are kind of the big few. Um, and we'll jump around, um, you know, in the top half, they are pretty much all season, but attendance has been really strong for us. And we've, we've grown about 5% every season, which is something we're really proud of. Wow. And, and you know, those are reasonably large cities. I would think that is Roanoke maybe in the middle in terms of population? Yeah, and I can't speak um, to specifics, but I know that our metro, so what our, what we're pulling from, is smaller than a lot of those cities. So yeah. um, you got to take that into consideration, too, for how well we're doing. For sure. So how do you get the word out? I mean, how do you, how do you keep hockey relevant in a, in a smallish city? Well, um, obviously, we, we do a lot of like digital marketing, Facebook, that kind of stuff. Our guys have a, a weekly show with Greg Roberts Live, too. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but um, we have a lot of good partners. And, and being a minor league sports team, the, the resources are not always um, as much as you would think 
for in terms of like money and budget and that kind of stuff. So we do have to get creative. Um, anytime that Diesel is invited to an event, that's our mascot. We take Diesel. Um, so we we try to stay relevant with that kind of stuff. And um, I also want to say that you know the local schools have us in there a lot, um, which is something that not only the players love, but it's great promotion for us too. You know they they see the hockey players, and a lot of times we speak to um, taking care of your body and staying active and um, being a good teammate, that kind of stuff. And so then they, they go home and tell mom and dad that they saw the hockey players and they learned X, Y, and Z. And um, that's really good promotion because then maybe they'll want to come out to a game as well. Huh. Now, one of the things I've noticed, like I grew up a sports fan, you know, um, just I love sports. And I would go to uh, whether it was a hockey game or Salem Red Sox or, you know, whatever, um, even to a certain extent, Virginia Tech football. And I am there to watch the game. And it would always frustrate me that the people around me are there. It's a social event. They're not, they're not there to watch. What percentage of people go to a game to watch the game? And what percentage of people are there because it's a social thing where they just want to meet with their friends or hang out or, you know, just to have something to do, have a hot dog, beer, whatever? Yeah, sure. That's a good question. I don't know yeah. the exact breakout, but you know, our season ticket holders are are there because they love hockey and they want to watch the team evolve. It's the hockey, okay. Season. Yeah. Um, but then to your point, I would think that a lot of our single game purchasers, so, you know, people that are buying at the box office game by game are coming because it's something to do, something, you know, they're probably coming with their friends. They might hit up Yappy Hour for some cheap beverages ahead of time. Um, so, yeah, we, we pull both both kinds of people. Okay. All right. And, uh, and do you guys have anything, um, like concessions wise, what do you, what are you offering this year? Yeah. So, um, we are in a partnership with Berglund center where they handle concessions completely. Um, I did just mention yappy hour though. So, um, every game from six to seven, there's some cheap beer at yappy hour, which is obviously a play on the dogs. So be sure to check that out if you're listening and we do a couple thirsty Thursday games as well. Okay. Great, great. Anything else uh, you want to tell me about, Alexander? Yeah, I thanks for having me on. I, we certainly appreciate it. Um, if you haven't been to a game, come check us out. Tickets are very reasonable. Um, and like you said earlier, we play October to April. So we'll see you at the game. Okay, thanks. Thanks so much. And in case you don't know, the dogs play at the SPHL. That's the Southern Professional Hockey League. And let's face it, you know, hockey has northern origins, but it has a lot of support, a lot of fans in the south. And there are actually 11 teams in the league right now. The important thing to remember, if you're listening to this, go to the Berglund Center, enjoy a a hockey game, and all the other things that Alexandra was talking about. A couple of other notes about Virginia's Blue Ridge. If you're planning a trip here, we talk about the Metro Mountain Mix. What is that? Well, it's an outdoor playground. I talk about bicycling a lot. We are uh, the the East Coast mountain biking capital, but there are a lot of other things that happen here. There's, there's a great running community, hiking, kayaking, 
fishing, fly fishing, if you want to subdivide those two categories, you name it. Roanoke River runs through the region. I took a trip down the Roanoke River with a group of certified paddling instructors uh, when the weather was a little nicer earlier this year because the Roanoke River was named one of the top three urban kayaking rivers in the United States by USA Today. And I went out with these certified paddlers and they kind of confirmed it. They said it's just great. It's easy access. There's enough water there, enough different types of water to go and play. So if that's the outdoor type of experience you're looking for, it goes right through the middle of the biggest city in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Um, and then right along that river, there's the Roanoke River Greenway. And then there are also greenways in Salem and Vinton. And the idea eventually is everything will be connected. But right now you're looking at miles and miles and miles of greenway. And you can have a great time hiking, running, walking the dog, biking, whatever you want to do. And that that would be the case whether you live here or whether you're, you're here visiting and you're staying in one of our hotels. Um, Virginia's Blue Ridge also features museums. So this is the metro part, and this is really cool. The Taubman Museum of Art, as I speak, has just launched a new exhibit called Ruth Carter Afrofuturism in Costume Design. And this is uh, an Academy Award-winning costume designer in Ruth uh, for most recently, the Black Panther, and then the movies Coming to America, Do the Right Thing, just to name a couple, Malcolm X, uh, a little bit longer ago. And she was here uh, for the opening night. It was a big gala. And now all of those costumes are on display in the Taubman Museum of Art. If you like railroading, we have the famous O. Winston Link Museum of Historic Railroad Photography iconic pictures, black and white pictures of uh, steam trains going through iconic American scenes. And and Winston Link is, was a one of a kind. He would spend days and days and days setting up flashbulbs and then staging a piece of Americana as the steam train came through. And, uh, and he's got Tremendous links to, if you will, excuse the pun, to Roanoke. And after he passed, the museum landed in Roanoke, here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Uh, and also the Transportation Museum of Virginia has a lot of uh, railroad history, but also a lot of uh, automobile uh, and even going back to the horse and carriage days. So a lot going on there. Virginia's Blue Ridge also features... And this is cool. This is shopping in the downtown market area in Roanoke. Dickens of a Christmas is coming back for three weekends in December. And then we have a sort of quaint downtown shopping. If you're looking for something eclectic uh, and, and great restaurants in Salem and in Vinton and Rocky Mount and Buchanan. And you might be coming here or you might be looking for a place to come. We host a lot of sports tournaments. People come here to play softball, volleyball, soccer, basketball. So if you're looking for the ultimate guide to what's going on in Virginia's Blue Ridge, just check out visitvbr.com, visitvbr.com. Everything is there, places to stay, places to eat, places to shop, how to come and, and play volleyball or how to come and enjoy the Metro Mountain Mix, ride your bicycle, whatever whatever it is. So if you do come here, go on your social media and take a picture. You know, you're likely to do that anyway, but then just next to it, put with a hashtag trail setter, hashtag trail setter. And that uh, is just a way of saying that you came here and participated in something in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And, and we can tell everybody that you were a trail setter and you can do the same thing. 
Thanks again to Alexander Martin for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. Whether you're a visitor, whether you live here, go check out the Rail Yard Dogs. And we'll have another podcast coming out soon. And I hope to see you here in the meantime in Virginia's Blue Ridge.